0: Welcome back to the final episode of Miyazaki and Me. I'm Kyle.
1: And I am Shane, and I am conflicted.
0: Yes, yes, you are. In our pre-show banter, we're doing a few notes and getting some things in line, and it's like, oh, Shane is changing up everything. Uh but that's a good thing cuz that means you're actually thinking about this, you know, pretty well. So, so in this episode we're going over our overall rankings of all of the Studio Ghibli movies that we have watched.
1: Uh yep, uh or otherwise known as uh how i wait, I just I forgot how I do this. <laughs> I forgot the title. How of the movie. i how i stopped blah, how blah, blah, i stopped and, worrying. Yeah. How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. And Studio Ghibli. We do both. Yeah, we do both.
0: God, now I feel like for Retro Recco, we've got to watch Dr. Strangelove.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've literally actually never seen it.
0: Good. Now I can add it to the list.
1: Uh... I've seen pieces of it. I've never seen the whole movie.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, no, I'm literally adding that to the list then. Okay, cool.
1: Kyle, we can't fight here. This, this is the war room. Okay, so you've seen some of the best scenes. All right, good.
0: As you know, with this, with this podcast, uh, Shane had watched a few more uh, Studio Ghibli movies than I had. Uh,
1: yeah, I had so, seen eight of them. Yeah, you'd
0: seen eight. I saw... I I honestly really saw four, and I claim to have seen five, because I realized I definitely didn't actually watch Spirited Away with any depth um, to actually add it to my list. Um,
1: Well, and the funny thing about mine is that there was a couple that we were watching later on that I was like, I think I have seen this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you actually had seen more than you thought, and I had actually seen really actively watching seen less than I thought in the initials. Um, so Shane had seen eight. His number eight was my neighbor Totoro uh, because yep. he doesn't like fun.
1: Uh, yeah. So I'll, here, I'll count these down. My number eight at the four, before we did the show, Totoro seven was tales from earth. Uh six was grave of the fireflies. Uh, five was only yesterday. Four was Ponyo. Three was princess Mononoke two was spirit away and number one with the bullet was howl's moving castle
0: well i mean it's one of your favorite movies of all time so yeah because, it's yeah it is one of it my was pretty of yeah it was pretty pretty obvious that that was gonna be pretty high up there uh so yeah i i had seen five uh my number five was nausicaa number four spirited away number three my neighbor totoro number two princess mononoke and then number one grave of the fireflies because uh, shane's list lent Len, leaned more towards uh, favorites, whereas I was going more like what movie did I think was the best made? And that is why <laughs> Greater the Fireflies is pretty top on the on the first uh, two lists here because it's just very well made. Um, and and in watching the rest of the studio Ghibli movies, I realized like no, it's probably still one of the best. Uh, so we did. We did halfway through. We did, did rankings of the first eleven movies we watched. Uh, my number eleven was Castle of Cagliostro. Number ten, Castle in the Sky. Number nine, Pom Number eight, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, number seven, Porco Rosso. Number six, Only Yesterday. Number five, Ocean Waves. Number four, Whisper of the Heart. Number three, Nausicaa, because I realized uh, afterwards that I was like, no, I really like this movie a lot. Uh, and number two, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. And then number one, once again, was Grave of the Fireflies.
1: Yeah, and my uh, my top 11 were pretty close to yours. So we just had kind of a rearrange in that top six a bit. But um, in, the top, in the three through six, we're rearranged a bit. But number 11, Cagliostro. Uh, number ten. I had Porco Rosso. I spoiler alert. I am not a fan of that movie. Yeah. Uh, and another spoiler alert. Cagliostro might be a little higher because I rewatched it last week. Uh, number nine. Uh, uh Pompoco. Number eight. My neighbor Totoro. Number seven. Castle in the Sky. Number six. Uh, Uh, not Na- Nausicaa. Uh, number five. Only yesterday. Although I wrote only yes, and I was like, what, what? what? <laughs> um, number four. Whispers of the Heart. Number three, ocean waves. Number two, grave of the fire cries, and number one, Kiki's delivery service.
0: Yep. So, so yeah, that that's where we stood halfway through. Um, and now, you know, we we talked about it initially. You know, you can see Shane's initial list. We knew that we had kind of the heavy hitters, the the ones that most people our age know about studio Ghibli all on this second half with, you know, princess Mononoke Howl's moving castle and spirited away. Um, so that's why we, we thought it's like, Hey, let's actually take a break right before those and, and see what our rankings were. Um, so that those three, cause there's endless debate online. Like you see YouTube videos of like, Oh, which one's best of these three? It's like, Hey, there's other really good yeah. Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, there's
1: like some other choices, there you just gotta get, you just gotta stray off the the beaten path a little bit. Uh, uh, and by beaten path, I mean the ones that everyone beats you to in the head with because yeah. they talk about them the most.
0: Yeah. Um. But and we
1: did hit. We did stop at pretty much the halfway point. Uh, although, uh, if we were to be the perfect halfway point, we would have had to be uh, predicted or looked at release dates to realize That, yeah. that uh, what spoiler alert both of our least favorite movie uh was coming out um uh while we were recording this
0: uh yep uh so so yeah our uh so let's get into we'll do kind of an overall quickly our 24 through 11 um because yeah like like Shane and I had discussed like there's there's a few pretty bad movies but then there's a a, cl- a kind of a clump of this was well made. I just don't remember it that well. Um, yeah. And it wasn't as memorable. And, you know, we'd much rather talk about and talk more in depth about, you know, movies. We remembered a lot of interesting things about, you know.
1: Yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna each say each number as we go past it, and there might be one or two things to mention on it or why we have it low if it's one of those ones that we were debating on. But yep. but we're not gonna we're not gonna you know spend more than than a minute or two on on any of these uh, yep. up until we get to number ten.
0: Yep. Uh So twenty four, and we'll kind of, uh, Shane, let's snake it, um, kind of. So I'll do like yep, twenty four. Yep. We'll each say yep. our number. Um, so number 24, (laughs) we, we called this one right away. Uh, sorry, Goro, uh, earwig and the witch. Like it just, it wasn't like, it was just a, an attempt to do something different, which I, I commend them for, but also you shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the animation was jarring at the beginning uh, when you first watch it, and you ease into it. Um, but the story felt incomplete, and it just wasn't a, a full through narrative. Like, it, yeah, um, swing and a miss, but it's okay to have swing a miss. Yep. Especially when you're as successful as, as Ghibli is. Uh, so, yeah, my number three, then, is Porco Rosso. Um, as I said before, just really not a fan of this movie as much. Um, it felt... It felt dated, uh, and I mean, it felt like it would have been dated when it came out in the '90s, not, not just dated for now. Um, because I get yes that it was that it was set in in the '50s or the '40s or what or earlier than that. I think actually, um, and they it's were going po- yeah, for Casablanca po- kind of deal, like
0: post. Oh, is it post World War One or post World War Two? I, I think th- it's
1: post World War One.
0: Okay, so yeah, it's '20s then. Uh, my twenty three. Yeah, it just felt like a myth. Yep. Uh, so my twenty three was Tales from Earthsea. I just like again, it was a. This was kind of the first like I didn't think it was that bad, but just nothing stood out, and it felt a little jumbled. Um, like like I said, like with without the the script itself felt. Like they were just throwing so many pieces at it. And I know Tales from Mercy is a whole series and it felt like they were trying to take so many elements from multiple of the books and it just, it didn't flow very well. Uh, So my Uh, my number 22 uh, was my neighbors, the Yamadas Uh, again, an, an attempt to do something different um, I just, I didn't love the, the nature of the shorts. Like, like we talked about during the episode, like this, mo- this would have been a much easier if we had easier to watch and more enjoyable to watch if we had these as shorts in front of the, gi- in front of the other Studio Ghibli releases. And it's like, oh, this is a- cool, we got a fun little, my neighbor's the Yamadas uh short again. That's that's cool. But as a whole feature film, it kind of lacked some cohesion and it really lacked some character building in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, so my uh my twenty two is Pompoco. Uh it, it's it was a fine movie. Um it just it just didn't it, it just fell flat for me. Um I remember enjoying pieces of it it and, and And liking some of it but a lot of it just didn't stick in my head um and the and it might also be that that some of the culture and humor that they used in that movie uh more so than some of the other ones even uh in a lot of the other movies is just just over my head um and just just didn't didn't relate to me yep Uh, um and then it would be me again right you've got 21 so uh, my number twenty-one, uh, Tales from Mercy. Um, we, you kind of nailed it on the head there. Uh, it, 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 I have a. It's a little higher for me than you, just because I do remember seeing this before, and not disliking it. And I still didn't dislike the movie. I think they had some good things going for it, but, but it, it did feel like it could have been better. That it was a bit of a miss. On, on they, they went for the magical and the, the adventure kind of front, and it, and it just didn't quite get as get there. They just didn't quite get the feel.
0: Yeah. Um my my next one I'll keep very brief because I, I believe we're going to talk about this later. Uh Castle of Cagliostro. Uh, to me it was it was good. It's it's interesting to see Miyazaki's first feature film. Um but and and I actually I enjoyed the Lupin character and actually really want to check out that new uh lupin uh, movie, the the French one, uh live action mm-hmm. one. Um it looks really good. Um There's but also I, a
1: new Lupin series, yep, but I'm but, not gonna watch that.
0: Yeah. Um so so number twenty we, we have the same one and probably for about pretty similar reasons uh and that is the cat returns.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was a sequel. It didn't, it didn't feel like a full sequel and it was just weird. There was weird parts. Uh, yeah. the, the cat transformation, I don't know. It just, it just didn't stick. It felt, it felt long and it was probably one of the shorter movies.
0: Yep. Um, and yeah, to me, uh, it also gets a little knocked down because of actually how much I enjoyed Whisper of the Heart. Um, and it's like, this yep. is our, our only real Studio Ghibli sequel and, and it was kind of a letdown of like like i liked being back in the world but eh, you know i i I didn't think we needed to to keep going with that
1: yeah i can i can yeah i can buy all that
0: uh so you're number Um, 19
1: yep and then uh so you guys at home know the Kyle's got a little bit of advantage over me. He mentioned that he knows that we're going to talk about something later. Uh, he knows my list up until number 10. I don't know his list at all. So this is fun for me. Yeah. Um, so my number 19 is the secret world of Arrietty. Um, I would say that this is the start of the movies. Uh, not that I thought that the, that 20 through 24 are bad, but this is the start of the movies that, that were just, just not super memorable for me. Not ones that I really want to go back and, and watch again. Uh, uh, they seem they were they were fine, but not great. Um, I think Arietti one of the problems for me and why it would be a little bit so low is just that I've, I've seen the story done a few times before. Um, it's the Borrowers. I mean, we uh, when I was a kid, there was the Borrowers movie. Um, I have nostalgia for that movie. I don't have nostalgia for this movie. So it just it just didn't quite hit me as well.
0: Uh, yep, I I would agree with that on on Prince and uh, on uh, Secret World of Arietti. Uh, my number nineteen is Castle in the Sky. Um, it was just it like it's it's interesting even as you see now. It feels like it's the forgotten Studio Ghibli movie of that era because it's it's not that it's bad like by any means. It's just like oh. I don't remember what happens in this movie at all. And you see, um, in like the, the documentaries is of like uh kingdom of dreams and madness. Like you see, you know, this montage of all of the studio Ghibli movies and you're like, what movie is that from? Oh, that was a clip from castle in the sky. All right, cool. It was a kid running, uh, that's most of the movie is a kid running towards something uh, it just it kind of just lacked to me it just lacked a little character depth was was the biggest
1: flaw yeah i'll i'll, I'll say my mind when i get to it yep uh eight,
0: 18 uh Pompoko, uh kind of the same thing of uh i just i think the the cultural differences uh made this movie not feel as as impactful uh to us Um, and it was just, just weird watching raccoons bounce on their balls the whole movie.
1: Uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my number 18 is the, uh, uh, my neighbors, the Amadas. I have this up a little bit higher than you because of that whole vignette idea. Um, that if this was the, the, you know, the, the DreamWorks, uh, animated shorts kind of thing, and they did use it that way, then I would have, I would have loved these. I would have loved to watch these over and over again. Yeah, they were disconnected. They were disjointed. um, But they did. But a lot of the things they were going for did work. I mean, it did have the comic strip feel. Um, I did enjoy the uh, the. Once again, the animation was jarring when I first started watching it, but I did start to really enjoy the animation more towards the end. Um, But it was still. They they just there wasn't enough connective tissue in the in the movie itself for it to be a movie. Yep. Uh... Uh. then my seventeen is uh, my neighbor Totoro. Um, I I I'm gonna peg this down as I just don't have the nostalgia for it. Like I just you know it just seems like I think other movies have done this better since My Neighbor Totoro come out came out. And yes, My Neighbor Totoro did was the catalyst and the spark that really. Got the movies to do this, the the fantasy world. The uh, uh yeah, I would argue that that uh, actually, uh, uh, Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland would be the the catalyst of this type of movie. But still, um, it's 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 it was probably one of the biggest uh, for a lot of kids movies now, like the 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 sparking point for a lot of people. Um, but for me, it just doesn't it just doesn't click. It's not a bad movie. It's it's fine. I just I just don't have really any desire to watch it again. I guess would be the best way to put it.
0: Uh, so it is not just a lack of nostalgia for you, uh, because I have my neighbor Totoro at number 17 as well. Um, Oh,
1: wow. I did not expect that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I just like there, it, it is iconic. Um, I mean, it's literally the, you know, the, the mascot for the company. Um, but they, they've just done better movies, uh, I just realized I'm gonna get you very angry because of what my next one is, but uh, oh, I'm excited because um, I I'm gonna say all all this stuff. It's like ah, you know, they've just made better movies, like my number sixteen, Pocaroso.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, you're good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, going back to Totoro, it's just it is it is if you have that nostalgia for it, which which neither of us do. Um, I think you very much enjoy it. I do. I enjoy the idea of it, and I, I love friends of mine that do have that love for the movie. I'd never take that away from them. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't enjoy it as much as you did, but I'm glad you like this. Um, and I think that is a, a very similar feeling that you have with me of me enjoying Pocoroso. Whereas you despised it, whereas I was like, "Hey, there's a pig flying a plane. This is fun."
1: <laughs> and we have definitions of fun, but you know that's totally fine. I'm not. A, I'm not a yuck somebody else's yum kind of guy. Like, yep. if I don't like something and you like it, then g- great, that's amazing. And not just you, as in Kyle, but like yep. anybody out there. Like, yep. like you know, I might. I'm I'm one of those people that like to poke fun, that like to make fun. Uh, and, you know, if I ever go too far, let me know, because I don't want to yuck your gum. I just want to have fun. Yep. Um, and if you think Porco Rosso is fun, you're wrong, but I love it. It's great.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what's...
1: Were on, yeah. Conflicting makeup.
0: Like, yeah. uh, so what's your 16?
1: Uh, my number 16 is Castle in the Sky. Uh, I have this up high because there are a few scenes in there that even now I, I, I remember um, as, like, really... As... Surprisingly visually done well for being the first Studio Ghibli film. Uh since this was the first official Studio Ghibli film, I believe, right? Yes. Because yep. Nausicaa wasn't official. Yep, not, yeah, Nausica was uh,
0: not an official movie. Yep.
1: Yeah, so Castle like I, I remember when they're in the caves and they look up and there's like the, the it looks like the night sky in the cave. Um uh I remember laughing a few times, uh and I might uh just knowing how much um uh, Miyazaki loves uh planes and and sky stuff and and yeah. just finding that kind of fun. Um o- overall uh, as a as a movie like I think it's I, more than than anything before this on the list. I would say this is the first one that I think that people should for sure watch if they're watching Ghibli yeah. movies. Um you know a, a 17 down for me like are like they're they're good like even Totoro 17 down for me, are, are like they're good, you know, watch them if you want to. Um, but like this is this is the first one where I'm like if if you like Ghibli movies, give this one a try because you're gonna you're gonna I think you're going to enjoy parts of it enough to make it worth you watching. Yep. Um, I would, but once I would, again, I, not super memorable though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Like even even just in talking, I was like, oh yeah, no the the like kind of bookending it like that the you know initial blimp like her falling out out of the of the blimp or the air carrier thing and then you know our fun uh our fun you know times w- that we had with um because this is the
1: oh with the brothers the brother the, the the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah yeah the,
0: the, the greek chorus and then this is yes. where we get our no no that's that's nausicaa um uh but yeah, like this is where we get yeah, Cloris Leachman's fun, you know, pirate grandmother queen, and I loved that character.
1: Yeah. Um. But so you're 15. Yep. For 15, I have when Marnie was there. Uh, I thought this was a a good movie. It was a it was a fine watch. Um. Once again, I think that my mind tricked me into thinking this was a different movie than what I was watching as, as I spoke. If you guys listened to our last episode, you'll know that I, I I said this a few times that I kept thinking it was going to, that the twists and turns were going to be something else. And it wasn't. And the one, the movie I created in my mind, I thought would have been a better movie than the one I saw. So that kind of, that kind of lowers this on the list for me, unfortunately, but, um, uh, not, not a bad movie. Um, uh, it, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was, uh, it was a good. It was definitely a good story and is worth a watch, but just not a uh, not as good as or as as some other ones on the list, though. Yep.
0: Um. And yeah. And that's similar to how I felt about my 15, which is Secret World of Ariety. Um. You know, very good. Like we we'd seen this story before. Um. As as you said. Um. And then actually, my 14, uh, was when Marnie was there. Um. for for similar reasons like i enjoyed it uh but again like this is our our problem with i i said it in the podcast of like my my problem with how we watched it this is the first one that was affected by the movies that came before because tales of princess kaguya got so dark i was expecting when Marnie was there to also be super dark and then it was like, Oh no, it's actually kind of just this, a little bit of a fun, you know, kind of nostalgia play. And it's like, okay, that's interesting, but you know, not, not my favorite.
1: All right. So my number 14, and this is when Kyle's going to start getting confused. Uh, I've got from up on Poppy Hill. um, this was a good movie. I I do very much remember the most of this mo- the end of this movie. I'm just in there going, "Oh my god, are they siblings over and over again?" And <laughs> I think that That's right. weird weirdly enough took me away from the story as a whole by them. And, and it wasn't something I created in my mind. It was literally written into the story itself that they they were doing that and it just it it like it drew me out of it so much that like I thought it was amazing I think it's worth a watch I think it's a one
0: yeah um a fun, fun
1: story but like, I cannot put it higher though
0: <laughs> yeah my yeah so so my 13 is from up on poppy hill and it, yeah kind of similar reasons of like like just remembering it's like oh yeah that scene was from from up on poppy hill like like and and it's like I remember all of these scenes but I don't like the movie itself isn't as memorable except for the end when it's like Wait, are they are they really going to go here? And it's like, oh, okay. All right, it's not they're not actually siblings. Okay. All right, that's that's good. Uh But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the Latin Quarter stuff and and all of that, but um yeah, it just it just wasn't wasn't top tier for me. So oh. that's why it's 13. Yeah. So what's your 13?
1: What was your 14?
0: Uh, My 14 was when Marnie Marnie was there.
1: Oh, that's why I got confused, because you jumped down to... Okay. Yep. Uh, So my 13, uh, and this is another change that Kyle doesn't know about yet, and it's one that I have been debating. Uh, It's only yesterday. Okay. Uh, uh, I think that I I really, really enjoy only yesterday. This is the start of, like... eh, I I would say this is when it, it jumps from mid-tier to getting closer to the top, uh, which I think just t- shows you the depth that um, Studio Ghibli has and Miyazaki as well has in in their films that, like, I'm starting to think about top-tier movies now. Um, only Yesterday is, is a wonderful story. It's, it's very slice of life. Uh, I only put it down at number 13, uh, which I had it up higher earlier, uh, because uh, when I think back to it, I mean... it's it's a nice story but there's not much going on all together like you don't there there there's there's character arc but there's not a lot of it um and i don't know um i would i i would just say that that just thinking back on it i i just don't think i just don't think as a as a story as a whole it's as complete as some of the ones that I have above it. Uh,
0: So, so oddly enough, we are on a streak of uh, your, your pick being one pick below mine Um, because my number 12, my number 12 is only yesterday. Um, And yeah, for, for similar reasons, I, I, I told Shane, as we were uh, testing audio levels and everything beforehand um, and doing our pre-production meeting Pre production meeting, yeah, sure. Um but uh um there there were two movies that I wanted to re that I was gonna try to rewatch that I didn't have enough time for and one of them was only yesterday. Um and I think the reason why I ranked this lower than the other movie that I was gonna rewatch is is the fact that nothing from only yesterday really surprised me. Um yeah. In, in narrative wise, like I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Um, it actually was, yeah, it was, it was very close to being in my top 10, but then I was like, ah, oh, but it's, you know, like I, I think I liked this element of this movie a little bit more, this element to this movie a little bit more. Um, but as a, as a solid kind of overall film, um, I would say, yeah, like this is, this is our other Aiso Takahata film and, you know, it is for sure to me his, his second best film. Uh, well on, on your list, it's his second best film. Like to me, I've got something else ahead of it. Um,
1: I believe this would be third.
0: Oh, it will be third for you. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So, but, but it's still one of his uh, one of his three best films. Um, which yes. is which is saying a lot, you know, given how, you know, great of a director he he is. And especially like the other two movies that we that we have ahead of it. It's like, well, OK, well, yeah. Um, So what is your number 12?
1: For number 12, I've got Nausicaa. Uh, so the. I really, I really do enjoy Nausicaa. And I think I said very similar things at the, at the mid season and, uh, that I really, really do like Nausicaa, but it just, it just feels like there's so much story missing from the movie that, that it should have been multiple movies or honestly, even better a series, you know, even if it was just one season series, uh, would have been great. I would have felt so much more connected to the characters and, and involved in what was going on um it just it just kept jumping from huge beat to huge beat to huge beat to huge beat where I just didn't have time to breathe and to me it, it wasn't in a good way because they were trying to a lot of these huge beats were involving new characters and and new places and and you know the you don't have connections to these things that that I wanted um which is the only reason why I have it at number 12 because once again, I think that this movie is actually fantastic, especially visually. It's amazing. So
0: Yep. Um I would agree. I will I will talk about uh, my thoughts on it a little bit later. Um oh, for sure. it, is, it, is, uh, it is higher on my list, unsurprisingly.
1: So Yeah um, and then uh, my number eleven uh is Castle of Cagliostro. Okay. Uh, we had another change for for Kyle here from the list I gave him earlier. Uh so so this one um just outside the top 10. Um I rewatched this movie recently. It has so many tropes and things going on in it that are just very very Miyazaki that like when I first watched it before going through this whole uh through this whole uh expedition of movies yeah. uh, I don't adventure that we went on. Um, I just didn't didn't enjoy uh, it as much as I feel like after I watched it the second time that I should have. Um, now, mind you, the, the idea of a movie that gets better on a second viewing to me is is really, really nice. Uh, but it's got to be a movie that's good enough to get you to that second viewing.
0: Yeah. And
1: I was going to have this in my top 10, but I dropped it out just a little bit uh, from my top 10 because... Outside of of, you know, I was listening to some other podcasts uh, that were had nothing to do with uh, with Miyazaki or anything like that. But they were talking about how much they appreciate Cagliostro, which is what brought me back to it, not because of the movie itself. So that's why I felt in the end that I couldn't put it in my top 10. Um, But that second viewing was amazing. It was great seeing those tropes. It was it's legitimately funny at times. Uh, That's a thing that is shouldn't be for a movie that came out, I think, in like 1978. Um, some of those jokes shouldn't be hitting anymore, and, and they are. So yeah. so it, it is enjoyable. It is worth watching. Uh, and it is, I would say, wait until you've seen more of Miyazaki's stuff before you're watching it the first time, though. Uh, okay. Just with the mindset of this was, his fir- this was his first feature film, and this is really a, uh, a jumping-off point for him. With that mindset in, in my head, it was a lot more enjoyable the second time.
0: Okay, I, I can see that um yeah i like i said i i didn't enjoy it as much um but but like we said like that it's it's the it's the blueprint like it is it is kind of where a lot of yeah it where a lot of you know his his style and in storytelling comes from um the characters that he enjoys writing and so, so... And, and
1: I mean, this one was from a story that that's not really his. Uh, yeah. He just adapted and directed it compared to, you know, Nausicaa, which is also a blueprint movie uh, that was his. So,
0: yep. Uh, so, my number 11 is uh, Tales of Princess Kagua. Uh, I, it's hard to say, enjoyed this movie since both of us left this movie very angry, um, especially at men. Um, but it was just so well done. Um, yeah. Even the, you know, the sparseness of the animation, you know, this is, you know, another masterpiece from Takahata. Um, th- but in in such a different style, like like, you know, our, you know, I don't know where it's going to fall on your list, but it's like, you know, when you realize, like, wait, this is you could you could see if someone told you it it would be a little bit jarring it's like oh this is from the same director as uh Grave of the Fireflies and Only Yesterday I think that would be a bit jarring at first but then you see it and it's like okay I can see where they do Yeah where where like I the you can get the same type of feeling from from all three of those movies is and you can feel the directorial push um, from Takahata, um, which is why I honestly I think that's that's kind of the detriment to Pom is it it's the one that doesn't feel as much like a Takahata
1: movie. Yeah, or my neighbor the Yamadas too. Yeah, but, or, uh, yeah, our Yeah, no. but, uh, um, Yeah, I, I'm gonna talk more about this one uh, later. But just the the connection of those three movies ideas. Yep, you can. It it it's not to me it's not jarring but it is you I, I would without going into it knowing that the same person directed these three i would have been surprised yeah. but when you get down to it the the way that he tells a story and the way that you you end up feeling is is similar in each one um whether it's whether it's the anger whether it's the sadness or whether it it's kind of the joy that you get out of out of uh, only yesterday
0: yep i i would agree with that so uh so then we are finally into our top 10 um so yeah shane what is your what is your number 10
1: so my number 10 and uh, i keep i kept moving this around on my list is wind rises uh i ended up putting it at number 10 um because i thought about the emotions that it that it uh, elicits from me um I, I did cry at the end of this movie um i had it lower before because some parts of it made me upset, uh, which is a very similar thing to Kaguya, which I'll get to later. Yeah. Um, but, um, but in the end, this is just the, it, it's it's a nice story. It's a believable. It's a truthful story. Um, it mixed some really really neat themes together. Uh, combined a couple cool things that that miyazaki enjoys you know with the he was able to really get into his his love of of flight in this movie while still combining in a believable story a love story that didn't feel as shoehorned in as as i feel like it could have been um more natural uh but uh still tragic and and tragic and fun at times like i don't know it's 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 just it's very enjoyable um yeah, I I just it, it it's a movie that made me think a little bit more than some of the other ones too, which is why I kept moving it around.
0: Yeah, that that is uh so Wind Rises is also my number 10. Um and for pretty similar reasons, like I I thought it was um we we got to see, you know, that that confliction of uh, Clearly, like, the character, how Miyazaki portrayed him was very anti-war. But, you know, he's making fighter fighter planes and, and bombers, you know. Like, whereas I think he very much would much rather have been wanting to design, you know, the big passenger... Airliners, so that you know more people could enjoy flight, um, and making you know these this excitement of like, oh, this these little tiny things of like the the hex nuts that oh, they're they're each you know one gram, um, or yeah, one gram, um, uh, less than the the other ones. So since there's 32 of them, I just took out 32 grams and now the the plane will be able to go faster because it has less weight and it's like oh it's like that little minutia that was really interesting to to play with um was was really really kind of cool to see
1: yeah the i mean the science he added in the science behind a lot of these things and and a lot of the stuff that was in there was was real was i yeah. mean he he melded some characters together from history and obviously you know he wrote the story the way that he wanted to write it when it came, came down to the the love story itself but um like the 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 plane that did not look like a real plane at the beginning that uh, the passenger plane with all the extra wings and everything that was a real plane like yeah. there's some really there were some really cool neat things in there that if you if you looked up afterwards you were still entertained by this movie after you were finished with the movie like they yeah. gave you more things to do <laughs> uh,
0: yeah yeah it's like if you are an aviation nut like clearly miyazaki is um you would know these things like you would know that that italian plane was real but like then you see it in the modern day and it's like oh what was this thing like this feels like especially since it was part of a dream sequence like this feels like it would be you know something unrealistic and then it's like nope it's not that is an actual plane that we were a- that actually was built uh so my number 9 uh was ocean waves um and it was just okay. yeah it was it was just the fact that i was so surprised by it you know we we have mm. Um, we, we, we joke and it's like for, you know, 80% of the movie, you kind of have a gay romance at some points. Because this, this male friendship seems a little more than friends. Um, But yes, one of the characters is obviously deeply in love with this, this girl who has her own mental struggles and and everything like that and so it was it was just a nice slice of life story about three really interesting characters and wanting to know where all of them would be and then like honestly like this is one of those that kind of changes your viewing of the rest of Studio Ghibli moving forward because to me from here on every time you're at a train station you remember ocean waves like you remember waiting at the train station at ocean waves yep. and it's like oh that's kind of a cool like thing to re- be reminded of you know and it has the you know it has the um before sunset style ending of like oh cool like i'm glad like they they met and possibly are together but i don't know how w- given how these characters are i don't know how that's gonna go like i'd actually be interested to see you know what happens moving forward which is a, also a good sign of like you wanted to know what happens to these characters as, as later like how do how do their lives progress um which is you know, we don't always get in studio Ghibli movies because a lot of it is a finite. All right, we're done. Um, whereas this little open-ended feeling for ocean waves was kind of interesting and, and I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I'll get, I'll be getting an ocean waves here in a moment. Uh, but my number nine is whisper of the heart. Okay. Um, so whisper of the heart, uh, had an, it, it, it it surprised me because seeing the 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 cover art, I would say, or the poster for it, I I expected a lot more fantasticalism, uh, but it wasn't. It was about a it was about a young girl and her writing and and what she wants to do with her life. Um, it was about young love and and how to how to deal with that. Uh, it had a really really uh, fun country roads uh, cover, which I I yep. enjoyed a lot. Um, some really good so some really good music in there. Um, it, it had, a, it has a lot of heart to it, uh, which has heart in the title, but, uh, it had a lot of heart to it. It it's, it's another one where, where you, 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 appreciate the ending and, but you wonder what happens next because, because of the way that it ends with two people going their separate ways to pursue what, what they are, what they need to pursue in their life to make themselves happy. But pledging to marry each other when they come back to each other and be together forever, it, it makes you wonder how that's going to turn out, which is why I was so bummed with Cat Returns as well, because I wanted to see more of that story. Yeah, um, that's
0: the, yeah, that, that is, yeah, the other downside of Cat Returns is like, oh, yeah, I actually wanted to, if we're going to go see it, get a sequel, like, why, why do we get a sequel with the cat? Like, yeah, I, I understand that's more marketable. But you know i wanted to I wanted to go back with the characters, which no de- no detriment that uh in a lot of these cases um we're just saying like the character like the two main characters I'm awful with names anyway, um <laughs> a lot of times, let alone remembering japanese names um so yeah. so it's like oh yeah, I know, I just remember them being like really good um <laughs> And really interesting characters, but I don't remember what their names were. Um, yeah. I can describe yeah, those, all. I can descri-
1: describe a lot of this stuff is happening from memory rather than. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, we. Yeah, in in my case, I have my list done, uh, and that's it. <laughs> like yeah, no no <laughs> no Wikipedia articles up, no anything like that. Just a discussion oh. of how we enjoyed this movie and uh, we can keep talking.
1: And I yeah. I and, think that's a big piece of it though too, is how we remember it. Uh, yeah. And I think that helps my list and helps me put things And which is why I, I kept moving things about on the list. Cause as I'm trying to put this together and remembering things from those movies and going,
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Um. And, uh. and we can continue to keep talking about this movie because it is my number eight was for the hearts. My number eight. Um, oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, like, like we said, like we we were both going into this movie thinking we were gonna get something completely different because of the cover art and the poster, and then we get this really interesting slice of life tale about art and creation and things that you're passionate about, and having a partner that will support you in those um but also being able to stand on your own and like that's so that's such a good tale to tell and then you know unfortunately the director passes very quickly um after this movie and is not able to do you know another one um which is the the sad part about whisper of the heart but I'm so glad that we got this movie out of them at
1: the at the very least, yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and to to uh, speak about coincidences with our lists, uh, uh, my number eight's Ocean Waves. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we're, we've kind of we're kind we of fl- yeah we just flipped yep. yeah. Um. Uh, ocean waves uh, with, with the things that you said before you, you hit a lot of, a lot of my points on the, on the, on the head there. Um, uh, but I would, I would say that it, it just, it was so truthful to how being that age is. It, and I think that's why it stuck with me. Um, yeah. a lot of the feelings and emotions that, that, that these people were going through and confusion and, and, and love or not love, or, or it, it was just, it, I I just thought the movie itself was 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 the story itself was kind of beautiful, in its simplicity. In that, uh, and that they just I, it just felt like they got these emotions the, these teenage emotions right, uh, yeah. which you don't see very often.
0: Yeah, it 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 is yes, yeah, really, just so surprising. Um, and yeah, I'm a little, I'm looking back, and yeah, we were we were joined by by James and 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 Boone for this episode um which was a really like fun discussion um because you know I did I just didn't know where they were coming from um in the, in this um and then you know something that actually Connor pointed out on our only yesterday uh podcast was the fact that this was a TV movie and yeah. so it wasn't released theatrical until the early to mid 2000s i believe is when it finally was released theatrically and distributed worldwide um so I a lot of actually
1: think it was like it, closer t- to close our time up. i think it's like 2015 or 2016 okay yeah yeah yeah
0: um yeah cuz i remember connor said he saw he saw the premiere like the la premiere um uh, yeah, of it yep um but yeah it's like it's just like oh wow this was this was just one of the things that you randomly like Studio Ghibli are trying out new directors and just ah let's throw this on TV as a TV movie. And it's so good
1: <laughs> that yeah.
0: it's like, oh wow, that was okay. I'm I'm cool with this. Like make more stuff like this, please. Um <laughs> uh, and they did, you know. Luckily. Luckily, yeah. Uh so uh, that was your number eight. Uh, what is your number seven?
1: Uh, so now is when I've got Princess Kaguya. Okay, so this is this is this has been up and down my list uh, since I saw it. I decided to put it up so high because of how how much of a response it got out of me. like I was literally mad at the end of this movie like physically upset um it just i i don't know if i'm going to ever watch this movie again and i and i it said that when when we put it there but i think it's worth watching i think it's very very much worth watching um yeah. for at least that that one viewing and it's just the story of the loss and the 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 wanting to push your ideals onto people that that might not have the same ideals as you, um, and force them into your way of thinking and then what you want. Um and and like to me the the like even minor to major characters, like the the mindset I could see the mindsets. Um and it just made me it it made me hate some people so much. Like even people that <laughs> yeah. that came off as sympathetic. Uh, in the movie, like, cause we talked about the men in the movie by far the men in the movie or I, I hated them, yeah. but even like the mother, he makes you hate the mother as well. And the fact that she was so, she's just, she's just letting these things happen. She's just, she's ignoring the, the feelings that she's obviously seeing out of her daughter and just letting that, like, there's just, there's just so much going on in this movie and it's just so beautifully put together that I just, I could not keep it out of my top 10. And and then I just kept like, as I was thinking about that and, and moving it, I just kept moving it up further and up further and up further because it's just, it is just so, so well, well, I mean, I've just said well done many, many times in the sense in, in this thing, but it's yeah. just, it, it it's, it, 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 it's, I don't know. It, it's touching. It's, it, it it, yeah. it, it touched me in ways that made me, so upset, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, like I
0: just... yeah, like go like uh kind of a behind the scenes, so most of the time, what will happen for this podcast is I will because um, i I tend to watch the movies once at least or at least once, if not twice so i'll I'll tend to watch them earlier in the week and take notes and then kind of come back to it, you know, the night before or. Or roughly after Shane will a lot of times because he wants more of a, a instant reaction to it um, because he knows I'll at least I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm assuming, you know, that I'll have a lot of the the technical specs and stuff like that yep. written and down as far as notes wise so that you can have a more instant reaction of, you know, what you felt about the movie which I love that dynamic that we've, we've kind of stumbled upon.
1: Um, but in yeah, th- and, I, and I really, I really enjoyed that as well because it's, it's let you like, you have swayed me to your ideas by saying like, if you think about this and like, I've, I've changed that and I've swayed you to my ideas by being like, but think about that initial feeling that you had. And you're like, yep. yeah. So yeah, I think it's really, really worked for us.
0: Um, but princess Kagua <laughs> luckily was one of the times where that was not opposite But uh, Shane had watched it earlier and then I watched it right before just because of scheduling. So uh, you got a more instant reaction from me and Shane got to think about his his thoughts about it. And it just made him angrier (laughs) about the movie.
1: I was about to say I was like it did not help me think about technical aspects or anything though it it just made me more mad about yeah. what was going on like even thinking about it now I'm getting so upset by this so which is why I think it's it's, an, it's too amazing of a movie for me to to put too low to
0: put too low yep exactly um so so that was your number 7 my number 7 uh is uh kind of like well, like we 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 credit Castle of K. Leostro as kind of the first Miyazaki film But really, from ground up, a Miyazaki film, it it is Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Like, this shows so much of what he would do moving forward. The type of style that he's, you know, really good at. Um, Because as much as he's done a little bit of the slice of life... um but i i think he works so well in kind of higher fantasy and and some and surrealistic almost a little sci-fi like a sci-fi fantasy mix um with your your know your aeronautics and and stuff like that and this, and all of that comes from Nausicaa. yes and this is why it's a little lower Um, yes, it's a little bloated, it, it needs, it is far too much story packed in, um, into, into a single film, uh, so much so that it really deserved to let things breathe. But I think a lot of that also, like you see the pacing that we get in later Miyazaki films where we got we we talked about this with um, Wind Rises uh, specifically that you get a lot of very much air to breathe in the first half of the Miyaz- of a Miyazaki movie as you're building up the world and building up characters and then you hit the ground running the second half. Um, we've joked that that's because Miyazaki realized he... As he storyboards everything himself, he realized like, oh crap, <laughs> this movie's only supposed to be two hours, and I've spent sixty minutes talking about, about nuts on a and hex nuts on a on an airplane. Oh crap, we better get this story moving. Um, whereas we
1: joke, that is a hundred percent what happens. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that's entirely what happens. Like we we know it. Um, like we have a documentary basically proving it in Kingdom of Dreams and Madness. Um, but Nausicaa felt that way the whole way through because there's so much packed. And that's why like those very rare moments of levity with, um, Nausicaa sitting underneath the clamshell of the, the God monster thing, um, as the acid rain is snowing down, that's why those moments are so interesting and impactful because it's like, Oh, like I, I like, yeah, it's like, I like the fact that we got to slow down. We get to have a conversation with the, with the older swordsman. Um, but then, you know, later on still get to see him just dive bomb out of a plane, pull out two swords and just murder everyone on this plane because he's an expert swordsman like we get to see those two halves and that's that's why this is as high up as it is um actually as i'm talking about it i realize i'm like oh maybe i should have put it one notch higher like maybe i should have put it one thing a little bit higher but this is what i've I've got it as so uh so that's my
1: now now you sound like me when uh uh from earlier here so yeah uh, or on or a last episode, where I was debating between our, my one and two last ones. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so my uh, my number six, um, and I have a feeling it might be pretty similar on your list as well. Uh, is Panyo? Uh,
1: not not my number six, but but yeah, go go oh, ahead. And okay. Talk about it. Um, I
0: I just I just enjoyed it. It was fun. It
1: my number five. though, spoiler, but go. Oh,
0: okay. What? Oh, I am now very interested in your list, because um, I was like, "What did you put below Panyo?" But I, I have a feeling I know what it might be. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I just enjoyed this movie a lot. Like it was, it was a fun, but but it also had so much heart to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's a little. Bit little mermaid in some aspects like to 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 get that type of of storytelling so it is our our closest thing to a a pure fairy tale that miyazaki's had and and because of that like i i very much enjoyed it um but yeah if it is higher on your list we will wait to fully discuss it until later on uh so what is Uh, your number
1: six? my number 6 is spirited away. interesting uh which probably is is probably a bit of a surprise for you and probably not the movie that you thought I was going to say right there. um no,
0: i was i was thinking something else. yeah, that's for sure. Yep.
1: um uh so so this this drops just out of my top 5. um uh I mean I'm going to go more in depth on on my number 5 Ponyo here and i uh a little bit more than this cuz I'll talk more about spirit away when when we're talking about with where your number is. Uh my um,
0: but, my uh, my my uh mine is actually number 5. So we've both revealed our number five. Oh, so so yeah, we can do a little combo. Do, yep.
1: Uh, so so I put this just below Ponyo uh uh Ponyo just to kind of feed off of what, what you're saying there. It does have that, that wonderful fairy taleness. It's it's also I really, really love the the animation and the and the drawings in, in Panyo a lot. It might be my favorite animated uh uh like my favorite visual aspects of any of the movies. Um And it's got this it, it has this feeling to it that I mean they do it in a lot of the points. If they got rid of all the words in Ponyo, if there was no speaking and they just they put uh uh, music behind the whole thing, it could easily be a, a ballet or, or, you know, just, yeah. just, I, I would still just be as, as enticed by the movie itself with its, with its visual aspects. So that's, that's what really puts it above spirit away for me. Yeah. Spirit spirited away to me has a better story, but, but, um, as we experienced with, with, uh, Gabe on, uh, coming into, to watch it with us, <laughs> um, it can be a bit confusing. Um, it's not it's not an easy entry point for for a newcomer
0: no um, which yeah, is yeah we 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 realize It is that. the entry point for
1: most newcomers though like this is 100% what most people watch first when it comes to studio ghibli because it's so so beloved and so so liked and and i love it i i do absolutely love spirit away um, but uh, and and i mean rewatchability i'll probably rewatch spirit away before ponyo but I I still, I still really, I I just, I just felt like, I just feel Ponyo is just, is this beautiful masterpiece that doesn't need words to describe it, um, or words in it, um, because it's, it's visuals does everything for it, while Spirited Away, the visuals are great, the story's great, like, it, it is really, really nice, I just, I'm just given given just a little bump upon you from that they were pretty they were really really close on my list
0: yeah the like from here up it
1: is it is very difficult
0: like the, the top five for studio ghibli movies is like so like like we said there there's so much debate about you know the the top three like the you know what what people always say of you know spirited away howl's moving castle princess Mononoke like we we've had so much debate but now we see like no there's other movies in this that this studio has released that are just as good if not better than than those movies that should be in the discussion at the very least um and I, and I think that's why I have spirited away a little bit ahead of Ponyo because of the the depth of the story and I think um, more memorable moments like like everything with the big swamp monster thing um no face like no faces attack on the on the hotel on the hostel going after food when it's got the the thing in its belly um that just needs to be drained out like that that is such an insane scene that is so well done and and everything that it's like, oh that that just it's so memorable. And yep. it, like that you just you have to to credit the animation and then Yeah, like like we said, like <laughs> like we had Gabe on and he he did not like this movie because as it didn't answer the questions, but in my a watching, I didn't care that, you know, there were so many things that weren't explained because, you know, much like, like, like I said, Ponyo's, his fairy, like is Miyazaki's fairy tale. This is like a dark side of, of a fairy tale in Spirited Away. Like this is a dark ghost story in a lot of ways. I mean, in, it literally is. Um, it's oh, for sure.
1: It. Uh, it, it also we mentioned that uh, that we didn't remember character names. This is the first one that I start remembering character names from, uh, other than the ones that they're in the title. Yeah, because um, uh, Haku is is what I named my Gyarados in my Pokemon game. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and no, and, uh, no and no face, I, and sin, and Sin. No face in, uh Chihiro, I believe, is her name as well. Um, yeah, but they call Chihiro? her Sin the whole time. They call her sin. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: and the and the whole parents per
1: oh the parents with the pigs that that probably helped lower it some. me. <laughs> Actually, no. The giant baby, the baby, the baby is is the thing that that put it down a bit. Yep. For, is yep. what put popular over it for me. Yeah, no, uh, no I, I can see I, that. I completely, agree with I completely agree with the 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 dark fairy tale compared to the light fairy tale. Yeah, um, it's it's two sides of the same coin, uh, with these two movies, although very very different. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um in 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 aspects but they are both as you said fairy tales so yep
0: um so my number 4 so that was so spirited away was my number 5 ponyo was your number 5 uh my number yep. 4 is kiki's delivery service okay um i just i very much enjoyed this movie and thought it was so well done as well of you know, we, we have a strong female character, you know, this is the the prototypical, you know, Studio Ghibli movie, a strong female character who's on an adventure of discovery, um, and kind of has to work through, um, all of these things. It has some fantasy elements, um, that, that we get to play with, um, and it's just, incredibly well done and you know she has has so much heart like like I think I'd, I'd see kept seeing when I worked at the video store I kept seeing this on the on the shelf and I'm like eh, I don't care like yeah whatever like like I don't think this is a movie for me and then I actually watch it and it's like oh this is completely in my wheelhouse why didn't I watch this earlier um, I very much like love this movie. Uh, actually we did the, the Spotify top like year end rap thing. Uh, the, the, the cr- opening credits song was actually one of my top played songs from this entire oh, year, nice. because as soon as we watched it for this podcast it was like, oh, that little earworm is going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the year. Great. This little doo op song as she's turning on her radio. It's like, all right, great. That's so um I'm sure... say, i
1: I have a Spotify playlist that I have uh it it's just called Ghibli Songs <laughs> that, yep. that I that I go to often. Um and that that is definitely one of them I hit. Um I won't that I, I will not talk about that movie yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I figured. Um so what is your number four?
1: Uh my number four movie is Princess Mononoke. Um lo- lo- loved this movie. Um thought it was I-, I mean it's it's stunning. It's it's a dark story. It's 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 very gritty. You you don't ex- I mean it it's it's so different than everything that came before it and pretty much everything that came after it. Uh when it comes yeah. to this. Like the closest would be would be Nausicaa um for Mononoke. Um Nausicaa w- would be the true like tryout for what what eventually he does with Mononoke. But but it's it's to me it's still very very different uh than the Nausicaa as well. Um it's I remember watching this movie when I was younger, when I was probably 10 or 11. Um, and thinking that it looks so cool, but not really understanding it. And now that I understood the movie and seeing, you know, that, uh, that it's, you know, it's, it's anti-pollution, anti-war, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, it just, it, 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 it has a lot of good feeling to it. Um, even though it's, it's so dark and, and I mean, it's very sad at times as well. So and oh man, just the 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 fight sequences and the action sequences are just really really cool to watch. Uh, everything that involves the wolves fighting, especially, I, I thought was just incredibly cool. Um, and it starts so strong with that that boar, that the 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 slime boar, coming upon the city. Yeah, like it it, I, it it just this is one of those where it's a little different than than uh, uh, it. Like I said, it's closer to Nausicaa in the fact that it it picks up. And it's those little moments that, that they slow down on that make you feel like, Oh, you're getting connection. Um, I think it's done a lot better in this than, than it is in Nausicaa. Um, yeah, just because I I, I, I felt more connection to these characters than, than I did in that one. But, um, but yeah, when they do, when they do find the time to slow it down, uh, like when they're in the forest searching for the, uh, the forest God and, and, and things like that, that, it, it's believable it's believable relationships in a fantasy world which is which is hard to do at times.
0: Yep. Um and we and we get our favorite uh elk or or deer or whatever he's riding the whole time.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh the the good good boy. Um yeah. forgot the name of my I I don't remember the name of the elk, but yeah, I I yeah. love that elk.
0: <laughs> yep. Um uh, I'm going to talk about Princess Mononoke later. <laughs> Yep, I you would. Yeah. Um, so uh, and I figure you'll probably talk about my number 3 a bit later. Um so I'll just say I'll just say what it is and then we can keep moving on. Uh my number 3 is Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Um so what is your number 3?
1: My number 3 is Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Uh which I have a feeling that we'll talk about later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah it, 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 it yeah uh my yeah mine is my grave of the fireflies is my number two um so yeah let's, oh, okay let's yep. start let's start talking about grave of the fireflies
1: yeah so i mean just emotionally stunting uh like oh it, it just it, it hits you hard and doesn't let up and the fact that it's two children dealing with something that Honestly, you could tell me uh, this, this, ha- this happened, like ob- obviously it's it's a, it's a fictional tale, but it is from real life events, real things that, that did go on. Yep. Like this definitely happened to people. Uh, and it just, oh my God, the, the, the crying that I do during this movie, um, it, it, it starts off. So Takahata has this way to set up a world at the be- at the very beginning, even if it's just the first 10 minutes like it is in this one, about 10 minutes, I think, like it is in this one where they're like, they're a nice family, they love each other, like everything's good, and then destroy you. <laughs> well, just... I mean,
0: this basically oh. starts with the, uh, this is the story of how I die, you know, monologue. Like, oh, yes.
1: And then, yeah. And, yeah, which is also, which is, I mean, sad, obviously, like yeah. it sets you up in that way but then it jumps into like his actual family life and um before the the bombs hit and everything yeah uh for that first for that first little bit of of the of the movie before and and so they they show that like you know he loves that his dad's a, a, in the war his mom's a loving parent who who loves both both children and you know everything seems fine for the first few minutes of the movie and then destruction and it's all downhill from there it only gets worse and worse and worse and spoiler alert it doesn't get better
0: no doesn't get better at all um literally a a movie that can make you cry because of a tin can you know a tin you know basically lifesaver you know fruit suckers tin can and you realize what that is and what it means to the story and uh it's so good and so it hurts you so much, but it's just so well done. Um Yeah, I follow on on Instagram I follow a uh an account that's uh just called Ghibli Tea. It's kind of like the studio Ghibli's like um one of their like brand like t-shirt brand sort of things um that you can order and yeah the amount of of grave of the fireflies stuff they post just randomly and just it it comes into my feed and it's like oh (laughs) now i'm sad now thanks (laughs) Thanks, guys um and, and but just the fact that a movie can be that well made that is it is that affecting. Is is yeah. really tells you a lot.
1: Um, well, I'm, every step of the story is just so well done, and you see the stages of the life and the why. Like it, the fact that in this in this animated movie that was done in the early '80s, you know exactly why every decision was made by that by the older brother to get them to yep. where where they ended up being. The, like you understood it it i i just it's heartbreaking and i love it
0: yeah um yeah the like i said the the top the top 3 really for me are kind of you can you can ask me on on a on a day and the answer might change like because they're they're all 3 so good and so well made in different ways as well yeah um well yeah really the top 5 like like all of them are are so well done and you can just see yeah like oh well and then even little parts like oh yeah like the the it's still astonishing when you look at other movies from 1988 with probably the only exception being akira um that bombing sequence in grave of the fireflies is so well oh, done and yeah. so well animated and you feel it so viscerally that it's just like oh wow like this is this is what animation can do and that's why like we've said like they've tried to do live action movie versions of this and it has not gotten off the the ground really because i think it's
1: not gonna hit hit the way that, that it should yeah it's it's
0: not gonna hit the way it should because you know you you get super lucky on casting for one like the casting in an actual live action is much easier to do casting ch- casting children roles in animation than it is live action um yeah. because you can have an adult you know play a a kid or just get a kid who you know manages to be very good and you can direct them through animation but we would be talking about multiple millions of dollars just for that sequence alone so,
1: see, and and they uh, and I had a feeling that if they did this live, they would they would cut that sequence into more of a uh, being spoken about but not seen.
0: Yeah. Sequence. Yep. Um. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Um. But yeah, it's just uh, it's so well done. That's why, like, it's your number three. It's my number two. Like, Grave of the Fireflies. Like, like we talk about Takahata being an incredible director um and having a lot of very good films but like if you look at our lists like he's you know number two and three and then his next movie is not until you know seven for you for you and you know number 11 for me um so there is a bit of a gap um quality wise between like his his best movie which is grave of the fireflies and his next best movie in, in Kaguya. Uh,
1: and then my, my number two is, uh, Kiki's delivery service.
0: Okay. I, I figured that was going to be your number two. Once, once you, you said, um, Princess Mononoke, uh, was your, your number five. Um, so yeah. What, what are your thoughts on Kiki's?
1: So Kiki's uh, you hit a, a lot of the points that, that, that I would, I would hit there. But I, I would say that the major thing about this is that I think that this is a movie that every parent should have for, for their children. I think yeah. every kid should see. This. Yes. I think it's going to hit more for the, for, uh, for young girls, but I think young boys should watch this movie as well. I, th- I think that everyone can get something from it. I think it's, I think, Honestly, I would say that this is an important movie for for young childhood growth. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, like if I ever have a kid, God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but if I ever had a kid, uh, I would for sure, like try to force them to this to be their Frozen. You know, like that their their movie on repeat. It's got such a great message. It, it shows, it, it shows a young girl that that can do things for herself. Uh, And yes, it is weird. You're 13 or uh, 13, right? You're 13. It's time for you to go off on your own. Yes, that's weird. (laughs) But I mean, it it just, it just shows such strength. It's, it's, it's beautiful. in it's simplicity with the fact that it, that it does have those stationary backgrounds. uh, But with the movement in front of it, with, uh, with Kiki and her flying on the broom, it all looks so great. Um, I, I like, I, when I I remember watching this movie with a smile on my face the entire time. Like there's yeah. there's no point in this movie that that's just not. Not fun and sweet and yeah. I. I well, I, even, I
0: yeah, and even like her like male friend, um, that we see a little bit of like the inventor. Yeah the the inventor like he. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is, this is not only like for young girls, but actually young boys of like, yeah, no, you can be a dork and you can be like an inventor. And also in (laughs) is the opposite of, of princess Kaguya of like, Hey, this is how you should probably treat other people. (laughs) Like she's not feeling it at first and he doesn't, super force it like he's he's a little you know more annoying at first um but like you can tell as their friendship grows um the good dynamic they fall into um yes but yeah it's like okay no this is how you treat women like you don't go too far like with a lot of this like so and it's like this and like Cause it also feels like this definitely was not, this was a friendship more than a romance. Cause we get that like kind of castle in the sky. It feels like they're trying to, to do a romance like between those characters. Whereas this one feels like a friendship that
1: might le- go into something else,
0: but might not either way. um, But they have a good dynamic. It's a
1: childhood friendship. It's, it's just, it's nice to see. And yeah, I mean there's just there's just so much to love about this movie. Um and I don't know, yeah, I I It's one of those movies that that it, and I mean, I guess a lot of these have that, but it's the feeling that it gives me is yeah. why it ends up being so high. But one like you said, it, it's also one of those that you know, this could this could fall behind *Grave of the Fireflies*. This could b- fall behind *Princess Mononoke* for me on any given day, yep. depending on how I'm feeling.
0: Yep. Um, so, so my number one. Um, we'll leave your number one for last because we haven't talked about it yet, really. Uh, my number one is *Princess Mononoke*. Uh, this was really the first Studio Ghibli movie that I really saw. And really paid attention to and and felt kind of more deeply with, you know, thanks to thanks to watching it at a party with with Craig like that. That's also kind of the interesting thing about this movie to me is like I remember when I first watched it. Like I didn't watch it until college and I remember the like the moments and the circumstances around it. And I think that that has the little push. You know, it, it's a little bit of nostalgia uh, that I have for it. You know, it's one of the few movies of Studio Ghibli that I have nostalgia for. And then the fact that it's just so well done. And yeah, like like you were saying when you were talking about it, like we get the pace getting pushed like we got with Nausicaa. But unlike Nausicaa, we have... 13 years of advances in technology. So like we got a pretty cool animated sequences in Nausicaa. We get astonishing animated sequences in Princess Mononoke. You know, so many of these fight scenes are so well done and so well animated that it's like, Oh wow, this is just so good. Like, I'm, I'm so happy how this movie turned out and like not only do we have such great action we have you know really interesting characters like Princess Mononoke herself is you know fantastic in her own right the wolves who don't even speak that much like we get we understand exactly how they are and where they're coming from and you know everything like that and then then our main you know lead you know male character um who kind of keeps everything together and ties everything together uh it's also so well done so that's that's why it's and my number one too.
1: like yep. like the uh the idea that you you think that somebody's a villain and they're they're not then they are and it's yeah that that also adds to the, the whole aspect of that movie
0: yep uh so shane what is your number one
1: well the movie that really uh brought this podcast into being is still my yeah. number one and that is *Howl's moving castle
0: it's a fitting uh, it's a fitting end to this podcast that this is your number one because like you said yeah it, it is kind of what spurred this entire idea it just there are they're,
1: they're As much as I love a lot of, you know, a lot of everything that a lot of everything in this podcast, uh, it just nothing could really, really take this off the peak for me. Um, It's it's such an enjoyable watch. It's an epic. um, There's there's so much happening. There's so much depth to the characters, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you can. Like Howell in him in his his own right, um, this this was actually one of the the Ghibli teas like posts on Instagram that I ended up sharing because it was so so accurate, um, and it was like women are like uh, I need a man like him, and then it's a picture of Howell, and then fully ignoring how he threw a tantrum and trashed his house because his magical hair changed color.
1: And turn into a giant, a giant crow, a giant angry crow that had to be calmed down. Um, yeah. With, a, uh, with like, an
0: insanely complicated backstory, but not that, ins- like, like a complicated backstory, but not that crazy. Like, like you could, you could feel where it's coming from.
1: Yeah. It's complicated in the sense that, that it could still be told, but once you hear it, you go, that's a lot. Um, yeah. And, and once again, complicated, uh, villains in this one as well. Um, I think that, that Princess Mononoke's, uh, was kind of the, the real start of that in, uh, in Miyazaki's films was having those villains that are villains, but aren't villains. Um, you know, like the, the, uh, Witch of the Waste, uh, being yeah. very much one of them. Um, uh, uh, you get the you get the comic relief as well in there with a, uh, um, uh Calcifer. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the movie that I know the, all the names for. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it's it's also probably the movie you've watched the most. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, so so I, I probably mentioned this in the, while we were doing it, but when I worked at the at AMC theaters, ah, that's right. Uh, this was this was one of the movies that was like their there because the the indie darlings or however they put it, like their their spotlight movies. So, um, I saw it once or twice in the theater, but but really, like there there are scenes that I've walked in and, and seen over and over again from this movie, uh, like like her first time uh, stepping into the house, um. Uh, like the, uh, um, like the sequence in the, in the, 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 the flower field. I've seen that, that a few times. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I also love turnip head, turnip head, turnip head, such, up a, head's such, such
0: a... that. Yeah. Like speaking of comic relief, like turnip head, but then also kind of tragic. Cause he kind of just gets left there to die. And no, it's...
1: no. Cause he turns, he turns into the prince. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's like, I love you. And Toby's like, ah, I'm good. And I loved that. That was also such a great moment for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm good. And
1: he accepts it like he should. I'm yeah. like, oh, yep. All right. There's. You can get turned down, guys. That's, that's yeah. a good. Yeah. It's just, I just. I, uh, there's just so much to love about this movie, in my opinion. So.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I really, it's just such a, like, it's so good. It's such a good, like movie. The animation is so flawless. Um, you know, we, we talked about, and this kind of is, is a good kind of wrap up. Like we, we get like, over the course of all of these movies, like you, you come to appreciate so many elements. Like, like I keep kept coming back as we were talking about the movies. Like we have the studio Ghibli, you know, I, I joked, like we have the studio Ghibli color palette, you know, it's, it's all these really vivid colors that we get to see that, that, you know, from Kiki's delivery service kind of forward, you know there's there's this template and these types of colors that they always use, especially for the Miyazaki films and that we get to see and then yeah, as technology advances, you get a little more gradients and stuff to to them. but that that core palette is there um, pretty much from Nausicaa on words. Um, that the, the types of colors, the color picking that, that happens, but then also we very much come to appreciate, uh, you know, Joe Hisaishi. you know, he's kind of the unsung hero of Studio Ghibli and, and specifically the, the Miyazaki films, you know, with, yes. I think without his music, um, these movies would be very different.
1: Yeah and like I said with uh with Ponyo like his music at like could have put his music behind the entire film and I would have watched the crap out of it like I would have yeah. watched the whole thing without even caring like he he puts together these scores that are just that fit the feeling and and works so well with what's going on with the with with the scene that that I've watched movies before and honestly uh uh movie series where they use like the same the same uh uh composers a lot fall into a trap of taking you out of scenes because of of the the um composers that they use i i think star wars is very guilty of this
0: yeah uh, because they get so
1: trapped into their their old scores um yeah yeah i realize yes
0: yeah star Star wars has gotten has gotten into that trap um i actually just saw a post the other day uh someone said like uh john williams's career peaked um at at duel of the fates in phantom menace and then he's just been kind of recycling stuff since and it's like that's not entirely accurate but it's more spot on than people think (laughs) um but then yeah you you get how how it feels a lot with like the marvel movies of like you know each character has their themes and then we get you know it feels like we get that same theme over and over again and, and it does, and we don't see it differently until you get something like the score for Black Panther that is so different. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Like this. All right. Now, now I'm enjoying these more. Um, But yeah, even though we have, and it might be because, you know, there's not, it's not, a series, so you don't have to have all of those callbacks. But the fact that you've had the same composer on so many of these movies, but they don't feel repetitive, is is a kind of testament to, you know, Ghibli's direction and Joe Hisaishi in his own right as a composer. hundred yeah. percent.
1: Um, but uh i feel like that's uh god this is sad to say but that's that's a wrap on ghibli for now
0: yeah that is that is a wrap on miyazaki and me um you know we only did 26 episodes of this you know uh, no 27 this is no yeah 26 26 uh, 26
1: episodes oh. Uh. It would be twenty-seven because we did a we did a warm-up episode. Uh, no, no, it's, it's
0: twenty-seven. It's twenty-six because I I initially was going to have us do the second half rankings, but then we realized that would have been a little repetitive. Um, doing the second half and then doing the overall right behind.
1: No, sorry, this is gonna get repetitive for the listeners, but it's twenty-seven because we did our intro episode, then we did the first episode, and there's twenty-four movies that we watched. We did a mid-season rankings, and we're doing the final episode. So this would be the 27th.
0: Oh, okay. I must have missed. Oh, I didn't have earwig on here. That's why.
1: That's a, you know, if every, if, I, I try not to have earwig on most things.
0: Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> totally fine. <funny.
0: laughs> I was like, I'm looking at this and like, no, no, this is right. And it's like, no, no, I don't have earwig. Um, so we will be back whenever uh, How Do You Live comes out. Um, which I think is yeah. the next movie. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we're going to start a new series called Retro Reco. Uh, we are going to start that uh, in the coming weeks uh, with our Christmas special. <laughs> and in complete mine and Shane's personality, our Christmas special is going to be something very tangentially related to christmas and that's going to be kiss kiss bang bang
1: <laughs> it's 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 so this is this is one of the few that we're gonna do uh every now and then we're gonna hit a movie like this um where it's one that we've both seen yeah uh which kiss Kiss bang bang is one uh so like specials and things like that will be like uh, we'll have those type of movies but generally we're gonna try to hit a movie that one of us has seen and the other has not. Yes. Uh which is why we're calling it retro reco, right? Retro recommend recommendations.
0: Yep. Um but it in in a way because we've both seen we can spoil this we've both seen and very much enjoy this movie uh we uh can can say we're recommending it to the listeners.
1: Yes. So, so if you want to watch it before before we, we listen, that's why we're we mentioning it to you. Um. Uh. But yeah, this will be our first recommendation for retro recro. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. And and plus, why especially for this one, we we want to le- put it out there ahead of time, and not just vaguely. I was debating about just vaguely saying, oh, we're going to do a Christmas special. But then I feel like people were gonna think that we were gonna do something actually more related to Christmas, and that... like the year without Santa Claus. No, the I'm not Christmas watching movie. that. Like, oh, I guess I could actually end up having to watch that if you recommend it, won't I? Uh...
1: Yeah, don't worry, I'm not gonna recommend okay, it. it I mean, it's only an hour long. If I did recommend it,
0: that's true. Um, but.
1: I'm Mr. Heiser. I'm Mr. Son.
0: If I've seen no. it, I don't remember seeing it. Really, um, is it's it's one of those, um, you know, like a certain friend of ours who keeps claiming he's never heard a Beatles song. Um, it's like, no, that is not possible. Um, you've definitely heard a Beatles song before. You just don't remember you've heard a Beatles song. Um.
1: And so you may not have seeked out and and tried to listen to Beatles. That is a different thing. But you, but have. you have heard this, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I I know I've seen scenes from it, but I don't think I've seen the full film.
1: So. Oh, you mean an Italian restaurant? Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this uh, has been a fun uh, yeah. adventure for us. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so so once again, thank thank everybody for listening. Uh, thanks, Shane, for kind of spearheading this um, idea and making me watch all of these movies. So
1: thanks to Kyle for putting everything together and actually being the actual workhorse behind it. Uh, um, uh, thank you to all the guests that we've had in the past. Yes, uh, we there there
0: there should have been more of you. Um, but we got, uh, you know, we ended up moving and, you know, a whole pandemic happened and everything. So it made it, made having guests a little more difficult. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks to, thanks to Connor. Thanks to, um, James and Boone.
1: Gabe, Gabe. uh, did
0: we have Carl on or did we not have Carl on?
1: Not have Carl. Well, thanks thanks to Carl for for almost being on once. Yeah, he
0: almost was <laughs> on once. Um, no, I think... Oh, yeah, that's right. We technically had him on for... Because um, we had a bunch of people send in stuff um, for Princess yep. Mononoke and and, um, and Hal's Moving Castle. Hal's uh, we d- ended up not using as much because I realized the one that I recorded with Rachel... I had not seen Hal's Moving Castle yet, um, so as she started talking about it, I realized, like, I can't ask any questions and do any follow-ups because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so that made it really difficult to use that one because I was like, yeah, she's just talking about stuff, and I have no interaction with her during this because I don't want to spoil the movie for myself.
1: But And then uh, thanks to all the listeners. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, I don't know how many of you are out there. Uh, I don't think I want to know how many are out there, but I really appreciate that that you've uh, stuck with it. and We have uh, that you appreciate-
0: a small but loyal listenership.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, it is consistently about the same amount of numbers. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah thank thanks for listening uh yeah like like I said keep keep subscribed cuz we're going to start retro recco pretty soon um and then yeah thanks for listening follow all my stuff at knocked out films be good to each other